0: Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for Season 10, Episode 13, titled Reunion. My name is not Joe Batance, it's Tale of the Latte Boy, and I'm joined by one intercoursing co-host. From the podcast RuPaul's Drag Race Recap until I come back for Season 11, please say, hopefully for the last time, Miss Vanjie to Evan Ayers. Miss Vanjie hi oh
1: my god hi Hello. hi how are you i'm so good i feel like that teenager at the sleepover like that like wasn't really invited but <laughs> like their parents have mutual friends and so you were in the neighborhood and you just happened yeah. upon it so
0: like right dad joe's asleep and here we are here we are we're, d- we're downstairs in the basement and yeah. we're watching cinemax Oh, and we're in God. sleeping bags. Yeah. Did you watch Cinemax see I immediately go to the creepy place. I it's be, I, because the spirit of Joe, the power of Batanz compels me. Did you used to when you were a kid watch like Cinemax and like stuff like that
1: for like for porn?
0: Yeah, I mean it was totally softcore stuff, but I, I
1: don't think we did. We watched just like we watched really stinky bad horror movies, like drag okay. drag me to hell or these like like the dumb it was like if it had less than a star, we were into
0: it. Okay. But it was yeah, see, but was, it was
1: pay-per-view. So if it was Cinemax, probably we did it.
0: Okay. Cuz I we watched a show. I used to watch a show that actually was a combination of softcore porn and horror on HBO when I was a kid called Game The Hitchhiker. Oh. <laughs> no, that's now. <laughs> no, it was it was called The Hitchhiker okay. and it was a sh- it was an anthology series. And I remember the guy that was the like sort of the Rod Sterling. you know who Rod Sterling is? I do, yes. Okay. He was sort of that. He was this really kind of sexy for the 80s type where he was a hitchhiker and then he would tell stories while he was waiting for a car to pick him up. And there were lots of famous people that were sort of famous then, but now when you see them now, they were really, really famous. Okay. Um And then there were some people that were famous for the time and were never seen again. But they all starred in these little anthology series that always kind of ended with a horror twist. But at some point, there was at least, you know, boobs or butt shown at some point. So that was like the scandalo scandalo part. Escandalo. Like, I remember uh, Demi Moore was in an episode Mm. with Jeffrey Tambor where she went to a she I I don't think she got naked in it, but she went to a fortune teller in the 50s and she was told she was going to marry... The next man she met was, go- was going to be a rich man and she was going to marry him. So she met, meets Jeffrey Tambor and he's got all of these prosthetics where he's really, really not... He's really ugly, but she just tells herself he's on his way into business, you know, to become a famous businessman. He's going to make lots of money, so I just have to stay with him until he wins... Until he gets this money. cool. So she's with him forever. She's with him for a while, and things aren't working the way they wanted to work out. And then she ends up meeting somebody that supposedly is going to be um, is like is going to be rich or something like that. So she decides that she's leaving Jeffrey Tambor because she's going to be with the rich guy. But what she doesn't know is that he filled out a million dollar insurance policy on her. So he ends up. He says, "If I can't have you, nobody does," and he kills her so that he gets the money so he ends up that she did marry a rich man but he became rich by killing her like shit like that over a course of like a 25 minute episode all right yeah
1: we did like our my my best memory was like i came out to my friends at one point and then we had one of these sleepovers and we ended up watching um that movie teeth have you seen that (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm familiar with it oh, i've read the wikipedia page on it but
1: it was, it's a, so it's for those who don't know it's a movie about this woman who finds out that she has somehow she has powers within her vajayjay to mm-hmm. chomp things that enter vajayjay's and we, it was accidental completely like we were just like oh this looks fine like it like has like not great reviews my like i just told my friends like yeah i like i prefer buttholes to to vagina <laughs> And mm-hmm. afterwards, they were like, "Did this movie like is, did this did this affect you in any way? Like, are, are you okay?"
0: I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, I've never been more okay." <laughs> like this, <laughs> and all three of them said, "You know what? This gay thing. Oh, let's you this know looks fun. maybe the butthole Actually, is a little you know safer than like, the J. Don't show me your teeth. Yeah, no, I feel like <laughs> keep that, so don't don't even smile. Do you know Do you know that reference? Show me your teeth. Show me your teeth, Lady Gaga. Oh, god bless you. I love that oh, song. God that god is one of my you. favorite songs from that album. Oh, she's so wonderful she's so wonderful so if you had a chance to okay i'm gonna ask the stereotypical question if you had a chance to have dinner with a celebrity would it be lady gaga i maybe depends where i'm afraid of meeting her because i she
1: means so much to me it's like one of the things where you don't meet your icons or don't meet don't meet people that you care about so much i think i want to say her but who would you pick like who would who would be your person because I think Tina Turner Tina Turner, okay
0: Tina Turner. I've loved Tina Turner since I was a little kid and she's had a she's a fascinating life, so
1: okay, so let me ask yeah, you this thing yeah 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 I, I, me, I, would, I would pick Gaga
0: and it would be at her restaurant that her family owns okay, having dinner with Lady Gaga or getting to be on Survivor but being the first one sent home why are you coming for me <laughs> literally uh gaga because i'd rather be on survivor okay. and do well
1: okay <laughs>
0: well yes no I'll, i understand I'll, that I'll, but... I'll get
1: on Sur- i'll get on survivor from being like internet famous from gagging at having dinner with gaga okay oh god go. yeah there's nothing more embarrassing than yeah <laughs> tina Turner. the first tina one's in
0: turn though yeah you don't want to be the first person that's at home if anything no okay Yeah, Tina Turner, I was a huge... Tina Turner was probably my first real gay icon. No, because I was a big Olivia Newton-John fan when I was really little. So that right there... I mean, Xanadu is pretty much the moment that came out was... It was all over. Yeah. So We have talked about Xanadu before. You are familiar with Xanadu. Yes,
1: I do know Xanadu. I know Olivia Newton-John. So how much did you love the Tuna Turner pun when she talked um, was it this season it was tuna turner or was it last season or all stars
0: I, rem- I don't remember i don't remember it was turner. during
1: the um the mermaid challenge someone said tuna turner and i like oh screamed. okay but yeah.
0: okay now that's th- th- yeah that, that that's that, that. <laughs> no i didn't like that apparently, no, apparently not. i, did, yeah, I didn't remember, remember it, it. so Oof. that's all right oh gucci but i guess we should mention that you know there, there's another voice not with us tonight yeah, like who yeah, exactly. We killed her. Exactly. We, yeah, that was it. We finally, we couldn't take, you know, we, we Evan gets back from a trip to see Joe and spends a lot of time out on that patio. Uh, ver- you know, patio. I got to
1: know her. I learned her behavioral patterns. I learned her sleep cycle. I learned everything about her. And then I struck. Now <laughs> she's gone. I don't know where she just went away for a bit and I'm going to sip my water while
0: you explain where he is. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> no, she uh Joe had a meeting. Joe had a meeting tonight for something. Um probably to find two new co-hosts for the show and ah! uh, and he was uh unable to attend tonight. So I in a moment of weakness said, "Well, I'll I'll co-host with Evan." Yeah. And then immediately he went what 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 why did i say that out loud because i've had the most of the season off i've come back once or twice and i was like so close to getting through the whole thing without having to do more episodes and then i know i'm supposed to be back next week for the big finale and then i'm like why would i add one more but because i thought this would be something different i thought the listeners would enjoy it yeah well i mean as a a fan of this show truly i've been listening
1: to your season six recap like or the just Uh recently and like, I'm pumped to hear you. Like, I'm glad to have you back. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think this will be
0: fun. I won't. I won't. I only got creepy for a minute, but I didn't get creepy about you. I just got creepy in general. Well, so my plan is to not get creepy. If it ain't creepy, Ooh. mama, I'm not interested.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 that was a bad one. Hold on. Oh, oh. yeah. I can't. I can't, I can't do the, the math. Click. So, which is why my husband is a not a happy person. No. Um, oh. Okay, womp, womp womp. Okay, <laughs> so oh no, we can't do the womp womp right now again. Cr- leave Jocelyn Fox Hup. out of this. Yeah, um. Okay, so let's get started. You ready? Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's go. That, do you know what that's from? When she
1: does that, I actually don't, and I didn't need that. I didn't even notice that she does it until she. Okay, spoiler. I went was very lucky and went to the filming of the finale. And she was mm-hmm. obsessed with like making that line perfect. I was like, why? Why mm-hmm. is this? Like, I've I never noticed how much she like like that. That's her thing for the like. Where is it from?
0: It's from Mommy Dearest. Oh, she she likes to pop little Mommy Dearest references into at least each season. There is at least one that she kind of throws in. Okay, the one where she opened the door and she had the um the face mask and her hair and curlers. Oh yeah from a couple seasons ago that's from mommy dearest shut, and shut i know that stick they're in pie holes and go to bed yeah oh, <laughs> something yeah. like that so yeah there there's references like that all the time she puts in little things that are because are, she apparently is a huge i remember joe mentioning this so if, if this is wrong blame Batanz, but she is a huge fan of the movie
1: mommy that's dearest. why i freaking love this show man like even when it's like even when there's maybe nothing to talk about like Like RuPaul, like there's something, there's always like a purpose behind something like in the show, like the show, you know what I mean? Like I I never knew that until just now. And so now I'm going to have to rewatch it. So thank you for making me not hang out with anyone for the next two weeks while I rewatch
0: and look for Mommy
1: Dearest. (laughs) Like references. (laughs) You're very welcome.
0: Thank you. Well, speaking of nothing to talk about, (gasps) this week, all 14 queens returned for most of the episode. Everyone beat a certain catchphrase to death. The Vixen has had it. Officially. Asia works through some shit. Rue watches her favorite Pornhub channel, <laughs> Crying Queens. And everyone comes for Cameron in the last two minutes, seemingly out of nowhere. Oh, and Monique talks. A lot. Evan, please tell us two things you liked about this episode and one thing you did not. Oh, boy.
1: um, I really liked Dusty Ray Bottoms. I really, <clears throat> really enjoyed hearing from him. I thought he looked, a- she looked amazing, and I liked hearing a little bit more about her journey, and I just, I think that she's such an interesting character, and I think that it was mm-hmm. great that she had this bit of time to just kind of be more present and known. I love that. Yeah. Um, to be basic, I love the Vanji call-out. I love how much RuPaul's <laughs> obsessed with her. You know, it's it's probably beaten to the ground a million times, but this queen was eliminated first, so, like, I'm gonna give her as much love as I can. Thing I didn't like, <sighs> i didn't like how i don't want to say aggressive rue was but like so the rumor is that this took like almost 10 hours to film oh yes so yeah like this is like apparently like a huge huge like m- production literally and i didn't love how over it some of the queens are like monique Hart could not be bothered sometimes to answer some of these yeah. questions <laughs> like oh so i mean that that's you know kind of subjective but what about you, And what did you think? I, I okay. as as I know that you are a professional, you're a professional fish and I the whole time I was like, oh my god, Ru, you're going to have so many thoughts on ruse. like Oh, we're we're going to talk about that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to talk about that a little bit later on. I can't wait um, to see how this turns out. And <laughs> it might not turn out the way you think it you think it does. Um I'm trying to think two things that I liked about it. I thought that the reading challenge at the end <gasps> was better than the ones they picked on the episode i thought some of them were dusty came for cameron and it it was funny even given some of the Mm. stuff that happened before and after that it was a funny moment um something else that i loved about the episode three words the popcorn dress Mm. i loved that look i loved the texture of it i loved the aesthetic i just loved everything about it um the thing that I didn't like about the episode would probably be the, and and I know that it was a big and she was a big part of the episode of of the season would be the, the amount production. of times, yes, exactly, Sorry. absolutely, absolutely, um, it th- would be the uh amount of time spent on the vixen. Yeah, I th- I think that it kind of. Feeds into some stuff that I would like to talk about, and we're probably going to talk about the vixen and all of that oh, I can't wait. at length I can't wait. a little bit later on. But I, I, it just kind of felt like there was an appeasement there, yeah. That I just didn't, I, I, I it left a bad taste in my yeah, mouth. I can't, so. I can't wait because so I should preface
1: that the, I watched this at the bar for once with friends mm-hmm. of mine. It's like my, it's my good friends like last night in town. So I said I would come visit him or like watch a show with him, and. My friends know that I do this podcast, and so a lot of times, like when we're watching it, they'll like kind of look at me, like they think I know things that aren't always true. And mm-hmm. every time RuPaul would talk, or every time the Vixen would show up, they would like they dart their eyes at me and be like, mm, "Are you going to analyze this later?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm not, but Taylor's going to." So <laughs> I actually, I'm sitting with a licensed clinical professional yeah. who will be talking about this ad nauseum. So I, yes, but
0: no. So I'm 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 very excited to hear your thoughts. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started on the episode. After last week's non-elimination, all 14 queens—there was 14, right? <laughs> uh, Th- sure. 13 or 14? 28. Whatever. Who cares? There so was, was 28. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. all-, all the queens return to a completely different stage to discuss the previous season's highs and lows. First up, Rue asks Vanessa Vanjie Mateo to discuss the origins of her catchphrase by the way we don't have clips this week <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: no clips. yeah no we're we're just going to kind of talk about stuff so but um evan what are your thoughts on this montage we shared and do you think the phrase will continue next season or has it run its course
1: you know i i'm i love any i love any chance to support somebody especially like a queen that goes on first so i personally i think it's a great thing and i love it mm-hmm. um potential spoiler there's a rumor that she's on the next season so we may get tired i don't think it's going to be the next cuckoo by any means um but i love that she's getting supported and i love that rupaul's obsessed with it a straight girlfriend of mine like said it said vanji unironically the other day and i was like oh god like we've we've approached that market so maybe yeah it might
0: be time for it to retire but Uh, yeah you know it's like when it's like when your mom shows up on fringe on facebook like you know like okay it was time to go no no, she's been blocked for years so much
1: (laughs) that's not even an option um but no no like i i love i love how much love she's getting and i i think it's wonderful i think in a year's time we'll be
0: saying something different what do you think I, i figure because okay let me let me back up i fell in love with vanji a little bit yeah. just in that just in the couple of minutes that she talked in the beginning because another theme that we had for the whole episode is really only like four queens talked to the entire time and everybody oh else God, just sort of right? sat quietly but i mean just the fact that they she she got those first couple of moments and she got the good she got the good comeback at the read at the end yeah um but for the most part, just the, the there was something very bubbly about her, and she seemed very appreciative. And it was funny that she said, "I started booking things right away because I knew that I was the first one going home." Mm-hmm. I I I hope she comes back next season. And I was somebody that when we did the Meet the Queens episode at the beginning, I did not like her at all. Really. So I so this was a and I I I'm tired of the Vanjie thing. I worry that because of the filming, because we know that they film now mm-hmm. they've been filming right now. So vanji is still very much in the vernacular. Do the queens that are there rec- whether she is a part of season eleven or not, recognize that a year from now people will be tired of that, or do you think that they just go full tilt boogie into it and just say vanji yeah,
1: Maybe they won't be. Who I mean, Like it's hard to tell like what the the standing power of Vanji is. I mean, to be fair, they were like the crew in production was obsessed with Vanji. Like they didn't like all these all these clips that we've seen well, throughout the episodes, like mm-hmm. they didn't even know that this was like going to be a huge viral thing. Like you know what I mean? Like RuPaul, like has been talking about it throughout the entire season, and so oh so yeah,
0: it, it clearly has a staying power. <laughs> Joe and I are aware of that. That she talks about yeah, it yeah, sometimes. That, that was the moment. that shit, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, again, she is a a beacon for people who like want to go on the show and like you make make the best of your time there if i hear vanjie when i'm 38 i'll probably throw myself out of a window but for now i'm here for it
0: <clears throat> okay well you can't tell me that because then i have to fill out paperwork if you're threatening suicidal ideation oh then i'm like oh great now i got forms well, i gotta well, fill is out a good time to talk i can sign it to you if you want <laughs> oh no you don't have to sign them i just have to sign them that's mm-hmm. all that's needed okay i've I've done baker acts before people are like well what do i need to sign i'm like uh nothing the police are on their way God, you just you just sit there and and rock gently oh, co- your cop on my real name don't worry <laughs> all right um next up we are treated and i say that in rabbit ears let me say that again joe take that part out Next, we are treated to a montage of the Vixen arguing with other queens throughout the season, particularly Aquaria and Eureka. The discussion with Aquaria is tepid, except for Monet's reaction to being misrepresented, but when a major argument from Untucked between the Vixen and Eureka is replayed, and Rue shares her opinions and questions, the Vixen states she only came back to thank her fans, and walks off the stage, never to return again. Until next week's finale, we can assume. Evan... Please share your thoughts on the first part of the Vixen discussion. I and by that I mean the from to when she walks off the stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to support her and I want to like I
1: I completely respect and understand like her the arguments that she's making and her perspective where where she's coming from, but it was, it's so shocking and frustrating like she doesn't realize she didn't realize that she was gonna have this conversation like and on a platform of this television show so it almost seemed like she Mm -hmm. she had so much time to prepare for this and yet she was still ill-prepared and it like showed clearly i don't know like it's upsetting because again like you want to support everybody like that's what the whole point of the show is like love everybody blah, blah blah but like She clearly could not handle it. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of like nice things to say, but I don't have a lot of things to say that are like constructive. You know what I mean? Like, I I think she, again, I watched this at a bar and when she started going in, people were, no one booed. No one was like, no one was like yelling. They were like, oh God, like, how do we, how do we react to this? Like, you could tell she was going through something. Yeah, I think that, okay. I have many thoughts. Yeah, please, please, please um, take take this hot potato because mama, mom, mom, mom is not interested. No, I, I, I,
0: think that I think you're right. I think she came in prepared, but I think she came in prepared with a monologue, not the opportunity to have a dialogue. Yes, she was Trixie Mattel
1: she, in the Snatch Game of All Stars three. She had a she yeah. Had a,
0: she had things to say, but was not prepared to respond to things. Right, right. That that's a good analogy. I. guess guess um daddy. no because i she went back on the, the the thing that i have a problem with where she she is going to escalate but then when people try to escalate back she feels if i just shout over them or if i just keep saying what i'm saying and nobody n- nobody can talk me down yeah. sort of thing yeah. um i i was bothered by the when monet was saying you know I, I never said that. That was that was that was not what I said. I said this. And so and she kept saying the well Aquarium Monet said this, and then Aquarium Monet said this, and the Aquarium made a, like there's something very juvenile about that, and there's something very immature. It's very passive aggressive. Yeah. And what you're doing in that is I we get it. You're trying to prove a point that you disagree, but when you do that with, where you're just saying the name over and over again, all it's doing is it's taking away from your arguments. Yes. Because because nobody's hearing that they're just hearing you be cunty, yeah. At that point, um, the the other the other problem with this is that when you t- compare Eureka, you know they they replay they replayed the Eureka and uh, Vixen argument from Untucked. Let me get my notes because I wrote took notes the whole time because oh. I had to write the script, but I also took a couple things in there. Um, I think you can really see the difference between growth in eureka versus growth in the vixen okay, well, because leave, through leave the no,
1: wake in alone that's like
0: now i see the easy joke sorry, come on sorry, i'm here
1: now, okay.
0: sorry. um that's okay you're here for the easy jokes so
1: isn't easy joke your drag name uh no that's just my name like to my family The easy, oh, the, okay. e- the, the easy, easy joke, joke.
0: <laughs> go on sorry the easiest joke, the Evan Eyre story, now perform now <laughs> on, on Lifetime. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> right? Who would play you? Who, which which soap which which TV movie queen would you want to play you? Uh, Diana DeGarmo out of in drag as a boy. <laughs> of all of the people, Diana De- does Diana DeGarmo do like Lifetime movies? No,
1: she does Broadway though, and she Fantasia Barino had a Broadway, had a Lifetime movie. Life
0: is on a fairy tale. Well, but that was the Fantasia Burino story, mm. right? Okay, so who do you think would play, because you, there would be scenes of you doing a podcast, who would play Joe and I as your podcast co-host? Oh, who would play Joe? Are you going to answer this or am I going to answer it? No, you're going to answer it. Oh, I know. No, I have to deal with well, him on a regular basis next well, season. I, I'm not answering and, that question. Girl, I don't, I, I don't have, um,
1: I, what's, what's it all when you like have a guaranteed spot next season? <laughs> um, who would do Joe? Uh, well, that's I'm, a question I'm, that I'm, all of I'm, Los Angeles has been asking. I'm going
0: to plead fifth on that one. We'll see. No, you have to answer. You have to answer. You have to come up with somebody. Hey. It doesn't have to be somebody that looks like Joe. Hmm.
1: It'll be um, who's the guy from from Breaking Bad, the main character who's Zordon in the new Power, like Power Inch movies. Oh God, what's his name? Brian Man, Cranston. Brian Cranston. I don't know why.
0: Let's move on. So, so you're going male with this? I mean, because you're Diana DeGarmo. I, mean, I don't see people that way, but you apparently see yourself as Diana DeGarmo, oh, though. I don't want to cry out loud, but here we are. <laughs> I love that version of that song. Oh, My God, <laughs> that was Girl. one of the first songs Girl. I ever bought Girl. on iTunes, that and I didn't even EP watch American Dreams.
1: Idol. I believe and don't cry out loud. I fucking, I still have that EP. Are you kidding me?
0: Oof. Okay. Well, don't go looking for it now. Well, I have to. I don't, okay. Eureka! I, I I have it on my I have it on my phone. Um, okay. So Eureka would play Joe. Okay. Good. Well, yeah. Good. Actually, right. Eureka. Eureka would. Um. So it, who, who would play me? It, uh, who would play you? Oh God. Mm-hmm. Who would play what, you? What grand dame of the TV movie of the week would play Taylor the who Latte, would Latte play Boy? Taylor the Latte Boy.
1: I'm thinking like
0: Robert Downey Jr. I think. Okay. Yeah, Robert Daddy Jr is not a woman, but you okay. no, no, you need a woman, you need a woman? <laughs> yeah, if we have three females playing. Again, I'm sorry, Evan I'm a millennial. I don't see pe- I don't see gender. I'm sorry. Okay, well just see it for a minute and just answer all the right, fucking question. Right. Who? Woman, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh woman, 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 woman blah, 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 blah. Um, Kristen Wig is one of you. Cuz that's who I want to be in. Okay. Movie. All right. So you want to be Diana DeGarmo, Kristen Wig, and Eureka. <laughs> yeah. The magic, magical trio—the three of them. Magic. The adventure begins. I
1: I haven't watched that um, that queer eye reboot, but could you imagine? Or can? What what, what do they say? Can you believe? I haven't
0: watched the queer eye. I haven't watched either season yet. Okay, but we're getting off topic from the vixen, because I don't want to talk about the vixen, but I want to talk about the vixen.
1: Diverting from the vixen. Um. So the vixen was
0: angry, and I, I think the. I wrote something here and I can't remember what it is, but the, the, the the level of professionalism was far too much. Yes. Clearly, clearly. I think the moment when. Rue started asking questions or started challenging her as far as the, you had a choice. You said you were going to start shit. You literally walked in the first day and said, I'm going to fight. Not. I'm going to fight for the crown. Not. I'm going to fight for my spot. I'm going to fight. And then proceeded to fight you know, and to instigate things. That's the word I wrote that I couldn't read. Instigating. I mean, she instigated the whole Aquaria Cracker thing, where she said, "No, too vague." Yeah. You know, and when Rue challenged her on that, I have. I, and I was telling my husband about this on the commercial break. That that is a very clinical thing to do. And as much as I hate when Rue gets all new ag counselor that sort of stuff, I actually really enjoyed a lot of the interventions, for lack of a better word, that Rue did with various queens. This episode yeah. um, Particularly with that because I was thinking to myself I would say the exact same thing to her Well no it's not that you had to do it You had a choice You know You know, where she said well I felt as though I had to say that well no because there were 11 other queens sitting around you That did not feel as if they needed to say anything So what made you about that And when she realized that she wasn't Going to win or that Rue Was right but she wasn't going to admit that That's when she got up and walked out I have had clients do the exact same thing to me where I've challenged them on something and I won't let it go because they say things like, I had to do it or I can't do this. And I'm like, no, you have a choice. Everything we do in life is a choice. That is a big thing that I say with my clients. Every single thing we do, to some degree, breathing is a choice. We choose to breathe because we can hold our breaths. There are ramifications for those decisions, but ultimately we choose to go left or right, good day, bad day. Good food, bad food, whatever it is. And I have had people that get so pissed off at me, they've they've stood up, they told me to go fuck myself, and they've walked out. The problem with that is, usually a couple weeks later, they call me and schedule another appointment because they realize what I said, there is some truth to it. And I think that Rue was definitely challenging her in a way that nobody else could because, to some degree, I think that she held Rue at a higher level than she did all of the other contestants. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I can see that. So, I I think that it's it there is a sadness to that that she can't get there, but we're going to talk about that in the next section. Sorry, I'm like I'm taking um, a
1: moment to like compose myself cuz you kind of came for me. I'm sorry to tell you that I told you to fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> well, we we weren't going to I technically I can't share that with everybody cuz that's confidential because, you know. So, yeah, we'll yeah, just I have to we'll don't have, don't have don't to edit me this me. part oh, out, no, I no, guess. Kidding,
2: it's
0: fine. Kidding. Sorry. So, uh, okay, but but the one thing did I, I said that. Okay. Hold on. I just realized that I forgot something that we went off on a tangent the Eureka versus Vixen thing. When Eureka and Vixen were discussing with Rue, you know, could do you feel the same way? Do you not feel the same way? Is there anything you could have said different? You can see growth in Eureka where Eureka can at least say, I recognize that I I acted in a way that I didn't like. I said things that I probably shouldn't have. That sort of stuff. So in that regard, if the Vixen had gone that way, if the Vixen had truly felt that way and went that way and said, "Yeah, I said shit. I I went for her or I I said things that I shouldn't have probably said." And, you know, while we're not friends, I regret some things said. I think that there would be a lot more respect for the vixen, and I think people would have seen her in a different light. Yeah. But that whole double down, digging your heels in—you know—it's—it just—it just doesn't work. So often, it just does not work. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. And again, the the point is that like the Eureka, the person who probably has the the more the bigger moral obligation to apologize like admitted to like her faults or her shortcomings in this situation, like was very upfront. And like, she was very, very, very direct. And like where she was wrong and like how she could grow. And the Mm -hmm. Vixen just like, wasn't. And and I respect someone who like stands by what they say or how they feel. blah. blah, blah. But like, she just didn't do herself
0: any favors here. And it was like, and I would disagree with that. I would disagree because I think she did do herself a favor because I think she guaranteed a spot on all-stars on a future all-stars because I think that the Vixen, because I think everybody, every all-star season needs a villain. True, And I think what she did was she cemented her status as a villain. And that is something that if she were to decide to do it, I mean, I don't know what the relationship's been like since she walked off the stage, but I just have a, I said that to, uh, my husband, I said, well, we get, we, she'll be on All Stars 4, All yeah. Stars 5. That's a guarantee. I don't know about that, but okay. Okay. Well, I just know by what I, I'm not a big Reddit person, so I don't know what the. Oh, <laughs> what oh the do tea you have a
1: life? Did, Can you do things? <laughs>
0: yeah. I went through a brief phase a couple of weeks ago where I was all on Reddit, and then I'm like, you know what? I want to, because now I knew season 11 stuff was starting, and I, I heard things about All star 4, so I pulled back a little it's bit. That's too much. But, and then Joe, because you guys went to the finale, Joe, I talked to Joe on the phone and I said, I don't want to know anything. I just asked him a couple of general questions. And at one point he went, yeah, you don't want to go on Reddit until after you see the finale. So I was like, okay. So I've avoided it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. After the break, Asia expressed concern about the Vixen and worries that the other queens are not helping her. Rue discusses how the Vixen does not seem to be ready for the help that Asia feels she needs. This presents a conflict for Asia who feels strongly that queens help each other. Evan, what do you think about Rue's responses, Asia's sadness, as well as the reactions of the other queens to the whole Vixen controversy? I think Rue's reaction
1: was probably very genuine. And like I think that she meant well, but you know good and goddamn well she was so ready for that Emmy doing this. <laughs> like... <laughs> This was her, like, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How <laughs> dare you? Like, like I, I, I loved seeing her get riled up and seeing her getting, like, very upset and involved in this. And, like, that's that's awesome. But part of me was, mm-hmm. like, mm, like, I don't know. I don't know what, like, what her main motive here was this way. But I do, I do think that, Asia like had a good point. She's like, we need to support her sister, like she walked out, like we should have been there. We should have at least like tried. But, uh-huh. you know what? Like at the end of the day, like she's a finalist here, she's in the top four. The show is not like if I were a contestant, if I were sitting there, I would not be worried about running off to like talk to talk to this person who like didn't want to be there. I'd be worried about like finding a way to make myself like a more memorable character. Like I get it. I don't I don't I don't think that anyone did anything wrong
0: i think mm-hmm. it's weird that she didn't come back but oh i don't not at all i no. don't No, i i I, th- I think that she is somebody because she is somebody that doubles down if she were to have come back it would have looked like it, was it a would stunt. have looked like defeat. Yeah, she
1: would have been kim zolciak or one of those silly like housewives just like
0: yeah it's not about stunts yeah um did i answer okay, your question i, I don't off. know you did you did and actually you and i you and i kind oh of feel my god! thank you for saying that i did something right because joe <laughs> joe it's so unusual on the show right
1: I- i'm having a good time doing this this is <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no don't say that because he'll make us do it every week just the two of us <laughs> we'll, 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 and, then, and then he'll make me start pulling clips yeah, yeah, yeah. and that uh, we'll, i will
1: we'll, we'll make sure, we'll get the show canceled before that happens don't worry okay no Okay. People,
0: no okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right um I agree with you to to a degree about the. I was with Rue even through the anger. It was. It wasn't quite a. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you because he wasn't quite that batshit crazy that that scene was. Yeah. I still think about that moment every once in a while from Top Model. Oh, oh girl. Um. Yeah. It wasn't until the, I know we, we we could do a Top Model where, where, just where you and I. A top Model today? Cast. I
1: don't. Oh God.
0: <laughs> what would Tiffany do? Uh,
1: what I would Tiffany do stand.
0: um and he, i was with him until the end and then it was because even when he was talking about i've been there i've done all that shit it wasn't it didn't feel like it was about him but then like the last 15 to 30 seconds he kind of turned it back to the RuPaul machine and that was i was like you had me right up until the end it was yeah. uh, he said something that i kind of went oh mm. um what, by american on it Asi- <laughs> um asia the The Asia reaction to that, I think we've already seen that with the with the episode where she helped everybody else and she didn't have time to get her own thing done. Asia strikes me as somebody that wanted, wants to help the vixen. Not only because she wants to help the Vixen, but it is a way of self-care for her mm-hmm. in her mind, and it is a way of self-soothing, and she did not want the conflict. She doesn't want that – You know, her way, her way of dealing with things is – and I'm going to use a phrase that's really been overused a lot – is codependent. There's a codependency to that to where despite the fact that, like you said, I am top four. I am sitting here with all of this we all have to help her the problem is and the vixen made this abundantly clear and this is what i was agreeing with and i was i was pretty much saying like yes yes preach vixen doesn't want help vixen thinks that she's fine the way she is and what she's fighting against and what she is not seeing is that that does not work for it might work for her society, it might work for her community, it might work for her group of people. It doesn't work for the lar- larger narrative, and it doesn't work in a way that is is going to help her. You know, even if at this point it is where Asia said at one point she goes, "I feel like this is a cry for help." If Asia's not willing to get the help, it's it's going to fall on deaf ears, and all that's going to do is that's going to push people further away that are trying to help her. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I I have, I work with a lot of addicts and I have people that where they come in and they talk about the fact that, you know, they're trying to solve these problems in their lives, but they're continuing to use meth or they're continuing to take pills or they're continuing to drink. And I've said to the numerous ones, I'm like, you understand that these things aren't going to get better until you change this behavior. Yeah. Because you're not able to continue doing the things that you need to do if you're, if you're continuing to drink or you're continuing to use meth or you're continuing to do all these different things. Um, And, I have said to people before, I said, you can come in and you can talk to me about all the stuff going on, but my answer is always going to be the same. You know, I, I get paid either way when you come in. So I've been quite that coarse with a client, but yeah. I've, you know, said, said similar things where I'm like, you know, it's it's not going to get better. Or when we have people, we've I've had case managers or people come in and say, you know, this person really needs to come see you. And I'm like, are they continuing to use? And they said, yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not, nothing's going to change. Until they're ready to, until they're ready to change it for themselves, Um, and I feel like that's where we are with the vixen.
1: Yeah, I mean, as someone who struggles with addiction on a regular basis, like I completely, completely like resonate or like that, like that, that is, I that means I get that a lot, and like that's something that's Mm -hmm. very, like, very pertinent to me. And my thing with the vixen is like, if you're going to like compare this like to addiction or something, it's like it seemed like her. It's to me, it seems like her identity or or her her character up and at this point has been about just like being the center of controversy or like, she's like not the victim, but she's like, she's, she knows that she's the bear and that her, mm-hmm. her identity on the show is about how she either reacts or responds to someone else coming for her. And like, that's, how am I trying to say her? Um, she's so much more than that. And I, like, I wish that, I wish I, I think that Drag Race wanted to show that, but like I just I don't think mm-hmm. they gave her I don't think she gave them the chance to do so. And she got in her own way. She got absolutely she got in her own way and you know, like Eureka, for example, like said, you know, like are Eureka apologized oh here's what it is. Like it's one of those things where, like where the call comes from with inside the house. Like like with a mm-hmm. de like she is fighting her own demons within herself and she's assuming that people like Eureka are coming for her in um, a grander scale of what she's mentally dealing with, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's always the case. And it just, just, it just, it stinks because, like, she is a very talented person.
0: But I, and I would, I would agree to that. I mean, she had some amazing looks this season. Did and she? And her, st- no, she, the, um, I loved the denim look. I remember oh, really ooh, liking that. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah. And she had a look where she was in all red.
1: Where she that oh, I remember
0: really, really liking. Okay, you're right. You're right. So those those two I remember sticking out. Um, I then I also remember like the pool noodles and stuff like that that she looked yeah, stupid. But track. but the, she had a couple of looks that I I want to say the fire look might have been my favorite look for that week. Well, she won. I do that
1: challenge, so that would be fine for you to think that.
0: Okay. Um, oh, it would be fine. Well, thank you. Sorry. That's Sorry. awfully Christian. Here I'd I would to tell you that your feelings are valid. <laughs> there you go. Um, I was going to say something and it went out of my head that fast. Uh, oh, you know, we, we talked about like the addiction, you know, possibility of addiction of things like drugs and, and alcohol and stuff like that. But drama there can be an addiction to drama, and there can oh, be an addiction to yes. anxiety, and there can be an addiction to conflict. Because if we're in the middle of conflict and we're in the middle of screaming at somebody, we don't have to focus on ourselves. We can focus on Eureka. Yes. We can focus on Aquarius. We can focus on Rue.
1: What did what did Rue say
0: to what did Rue say to Katya? Like at one point, she said, "You're
1: addicted to the anxiety." Yeah, and she like maybe, maybe she was shocked by that, but that, that's a real thing. Like like mm-hmm. feelings, or I think. In my experience, addiction is coded with like uh a response to a feeling and then how you deal with that yeah. feeling is up to you. Some people deal with it by <laughs> doing certain things, and some people deal with it by responding to feelings or behaviors. So, addiction to anxiety absolutely is a thing.
0: Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a guy that uh I've been working with for 2 years. 2 years I've been working with this guy and he is Depressed. Well, I'll just leave it at that without getting into his stuff. But I have come to the conclusion, and I have shared this with him, that he is addicted to the depression, which is a very, uh, you know, it's it's very dangerous to say that to people, especially if he's addicted to depression. But he is to a point where th- th- nothing seems to work with this guy. So it's 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 where you say to yourself okay well so then is this the the option and he eventually came to a place where he said I there's a really good chance I might be yeah. that it's just easier better the devil you know well, I mean yeah not to be super dramatic or sad but like I that's my mother to a T like
1: my mom and I do not speak for that exact reason she has mm-hmm. it's a very very wonderful person but is very depressed and chooses to cope in certain ways that aren't healthy and her her understanding of what is comfortable and happy is being depressed like that that's her thing that's her crutch and i've told her i was like girl i love you to death but like i I can't be around that and like that's you know you got you gotta want it for yourself but people truly do um better the devil you know and better the the emotion that you know how to respond to than than something unfamiliar so i get why the vixen reacted this way i get why you know what i mean like it's it
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it it's it's easy to judge as an outsider and when you're watching this on TV but it's uh it probably sucked to be there and it probably sucked to be the vixen dealing with that so as much as i disliked her like behavior or her actions like i want to respect her as an artist someone's on the
0: show so like that's you know i don't know i would Challenge Asia in saying that the best thing that they could have done for her to help her because she said she wanted to help her was let her walk. She did let her walk, and no, that's what I'm saying. As far as where they said, I think it was it was Asia that said Vixen, come back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And then nobody went out and got uh, to to the best. For I mean, it might have been where she came back. She screamed and yelled at everybody, and then she left. I I don't know, but if if this happened the way that they're portraying it to happen, you know, it sort of is like where. People with addictions, you know, and I, I don't mean to keep using the addiction analogy, but it's the easiest one that kind of pops in my head is where they have to hit bottom and they have to lose all that support and they have to lose, you know, their job, their house or whatever it is to get to that point of where they say, I need help, you know, and everybody's bottom is different, mm, but wow. it's, 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 hey, I, I, have, but, I haven't um, bottomed
1: yet, but I've definitely left a room and no one's come after me. So <laughs> they've clapped, they've clapped so, and I've
0: left, so. I feel like that though. Oh, okay. Well, that went to a dark place really fast. She can't. Um, <laughs> I know. So, all right. So, are we done talking about the vixen? I think so. Okay. So, we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about the vixen a little bit next week at the finale. But otherwise, all of the vixen drama. This okay. is the official putting the yeah, pin on it.
1: I mean, it. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So, mirror moments became a major theme for almost half of the episode, with backstories for Dusty Ray Bottoms, Monique Hart, Blair St. Clair, and Yuhua Hamasaki, all discovering moments and all discussing moments and relationships that have been a struggle for them. And we could talk about all of these individually, but is there a particular mirror moment from this season or one of the ones that they showed earlier tonight that um, spoke to you on a personal level?
1: Um, on a personal level, no. But I really, really enjoyed hearing from Yuha, just because like I thought she was an invisible character for a bit. So I liked, I liked mm-hmm. knowing that she had a moment, or that you know this was like a chance for her to speak. I thought it was really nice. Um, I mean Blair's bro, Blair's thing again. I'm not someone who's been through that, but I just I love that she has taken this platform and, and responded so well, so well to the um, responsibility of speaking up and just like being a voice and an advocate as someone who is kind of more timid or quiet generally i thought i thought she's just she has just handled this so well so i just i loved seeing her continue to be so poised and so composed um yeah i have nothing like really personal to respond to but again i Mm love i love
0: seeing this mom these moments of these queens so if you have you have more to say i would love to hear it I feel like the – and I know that I think Joe and I have talked about this and I feel like you and you and Joe have talked about this on previous episodes. These moments felt the most genuine yes. this season than I think they have in a long time that they didn't seem quite so, well, now talk to this person. You know, ask this person, what's going on with your mom? Yeah. You know, sort of thing. It just seemed like it was genuine organic conversations that came from from most of those moments. Um, the The dusty – ray bottoms stuff with the conversion therapy is crazy p- crazy and it's how d- terrifying how did you
1: feel when you first watched because i don't know if you did the episode for that but how did you feel when you first watched it because she talked about it on the show like this like, yeah did you did you get a chance like how like because that it, like really shook me like it made like that's one of the few times that this show as a person has made me like tear up
0: and just like really feel like oh my god like this is really really important i think the the uh, yeah that it it is something that's very very important and it's something that is still happening you know the fact that i mean dusty's how old like mid-20s she's
1: she's older than me but she's like late 20s
0: yeah late 20s so so you figure this has happened within the last 10 years or so and it's it's to think that there are places in this country and all over the world, but that it happens. And, you know, the part where she was talking in the confessional and she said, you know, I was told I would never have a successful gay relationship. I was told everything I just said, you know, and just to have that, where have somebody have somebody spewing that at you constantly and trying to get in your, get in your brain. It's, it's, it's very, it's like something out of a horror movie. We were talking about these horror movies earlier on, but that, that's, that's my idea of a horror movie it's It's just horrible, it's just absolutely horrible, so that was one that when you hear that you know that that's sort of one of those there before the grace of God, because I remember coming out, I was terrified, you know I was terrified military school or one of these camps or that I would be shunned for my family. It never you know and the fact that my family was always very supportive of it i and i I recognized that I was very lucky in that regards. Um, and th- this this is a reminder for all of us that not everybody gets to be that lucky.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm watching this at a gay bar with people who are obviously like out and gay. Like
0: people were like we're, we were looking around, and being like,
1: "Oh my god!" Like there are people here who are like aren't this lucky, or like don't n- don't feel comfortable enough to be even like seen at this place, this this queer space. And it was yeah. very special, but also very sad.
0: And also kind of dovetailing with that, I I don't know what what they. Ch- turned off the commercials or anything during your during your uh showing at the bar but they did a p flag commercial that was taken from a bunch of youtube videos of people talking which i'm not normally a big fan of that because i kind of feel like i don't know why you feel the need to videotape that and then post it on youtube but that's just me and that's because i'm old but all of them compiled together it was a it was a powerful commercial it was something that very much especially when you Realized that they were talking to Dusty about this. And then also, the, you know, with the other, a lot of the other queens that they talked to, talking about just that lack of support from moms or lack of support from parents and stuff, that it is, it is still such an important part of our community to support one another when people are asking for help to, to offer them that support if they don't feel the support from, um, from biological family. I will, I will say this though, and this was a, um this was one thing that kind of pissed me off about the mirror moments oh. was the question that Rue asked of Dusty where she said, Is your chosen family enough? I thought that was a that was a loaded question because mm. there was no way Dusty was gonna be able to answer that in a way that is she she wasn't going. She asked that, is your chosen family enough? <laughs> yeah. So so do you feel like your chosen family is enough? And Dusty Got a look on her face that I, I said to Babalu, I said, that's a shitty question to ask somebody because that just sort of felt like, you know, and I thought that Dusty handled herself really well as far as the way that she answered it and that I am so grateful for, you know, not only my chosen family of all of the other queens, but also when I have kids coming up to me with T-shirts, Dusty T-shirts, and they want my autograph and stuff. And I just don't understand why there are other people in my life that refuse to to want to support me in that way. So I thought that the way she, she, she answered it very diplomatically, but that was like, that was really one of the few moments that Rue had this episode that I kind of went, Oh, that's, that's not a, that, 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 that's a, that's a dangerous road to go down, especially when I would encourage you to go back and watch it, watch the episode. Like when you get it on iTunes or whatever and watch the looks on Dusty's face. There, there seemed like a lot of the crying this episode was, it wasn't just the I'm gonna my lips going to quiver and I'm gonna have one tear. There were some borderline ugly cries yeah. that I mean you figure Asia did one, Dusty almost did one, Monique had a moment. It was there were some just not Cameron the ha- Cameron was starting to have one at the end, which we'll get to yeah. later. But uh, it it was just a very there was a lot of emotion this episode,
1: which I'm sure RuPaul loved. But yeah, no, it's like it's a little it's a little a little too deep, I think.
0: Yeah. But that's but that's that's uh, what that's pays RuPaul's sure. that's bills. What, that's, that's what, what keeps, the that keeps
1: the lights, lights on. on, bitch. Oh, you, you keep stealing
0: these
2: things
1: from my mouth. God, <laughs> damn. <it>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're just. I'm just thankful she didn't pull out 14 framed pictures of children. Oh, is it true? Vanessa, too for
1: me to pull these out because I have them ready.
0: Yeah, no? I, I I made sure when you all submitted your application that I got all these pictures. So you know we might as well use them while you we're know. here. If we can move all these directors' chairs into a circle so we can have an actual support group right now okay. AA doesn't meet until Thursday like this isn't, tonight's not the night <laughs> if they ever did like an actual support group episode with, like an actual therapist of Drag Race, where you could do all stars therapy session, oh, oh that would God, be awesome. awesome, I would watch the fuck out of that On th- in today's challenge you're going to be <laughs> providing
1: support to suicidal homosexuals while, mo- <laughs> while reciting monologues to the. Oh, I can't do it, never mind I'm trying to death becomes yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> unironically, un- death becomes her. Good luck, and please don't kill it. Go on, please. God, kill, save me from myself.
0: Try to think. I can't. I can't go. Detox this week. Your funeral wasn't so fun. <laughs> Have you seen a detox? <laughs> uh did you see
1: the detoxes actually was just on this episode of um how, was it botched i think it was botched her a her no she like, she like her abs her abs <coughs> are like something that she wants to get fixed and she's like been on the show recently to fix it
0: oh, oh god yeah okay anyway as right. you were continue um, as a thank you well thank you again mighty christian of you Following some toots or boots on a few of this season's runway looks and some reading challenges in an odd decision for the ending of a reunion, the final moments of the show were left to open up old wounds and share some tea. First up, Miss Cracker confronted Asia about her comment that Cracker wasn't a star. Next mayhem talked to Aquaria and Asia about comments made about her, about them being underwhelmed by her looks. And in a shocking twist, Monique and Monet discuss the incongruence between camera on camera and off camera and social media, concluding she was playing a deep game all season. Evan, tell the children, what are your thoughts about any or all of this? The reads, the looks, the confrontations. Oh, so
1: much to comment on. Um, I think my biggest thing to comment on is that they came for Cameron rightfully so, but I think that anyone who, why do you say rightfully because so i think i think cameron truly like came to drag race with like with a persona and like she admitted to like having a front when the cameras were on but like mm-hmm. if you come to drag i've talked about this but like, if you come to drag race and aren't prepared to think about like what you say and do on camera to follow you for the rest of your life like she probably was terrified of like things that she would say like, i i think i would be in my head so much if i went on that show so, I mm-hmm. think that she had the right intention, but she executed it poorly. Okay. I think that she is like, like I'm, I'm sure she's like a very, like, she's not a mouse. She's like, she's a very, like, outgoing, confident person. But, like, she just, she, she, she didn't, it, I mean, it was very obvious in the way that the show talked about her. Like, they, they ignored her for the first half completely. And
0: mm-hmm. then
1: when, when she finally was forced to be a character, they kind of mentioned, like, oh, well, you were like, mm, you kind of, like, were non-existent and like this is this is on you pretty much yeah. um so i thought that that was rightfully a rightful criticism but like i don't blame again i don't blame cameron for like i think again she didn't do a good job at it but i, don't know. I have i
0: have yeah talk to me please i i, I was surprised by it yeah just she's because not, it
1: seemed she's to not come a con- out of nowhere yeah, she's like not a confrontational person Like like she never had beef with anybody so they all of a sudden chose and like, oh, mom, well, you know, now, now that we're here, I'm going to, f- you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I and that was where ba- Babalu and I were looking at each other like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, this is just seems so out of the ordinary until, because mm. it seemed like it, it seemed like it was out of the field until she had a moment and, and Monique brings it up. She had what I'm calling the Valentina moment because last year with the miscongeniality Congeniality award. Valentina was very, you know. I want to thank everybody and da 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 da, and then everybody started in her. And for a split second, right before she told pheromone to shut up, her face changed. Mm-hmm. And Cameron did the ex- if you watch because that's when that's when uh, Monique goes. That's it. That's the girl. That's the one that I want to see. Yeah. That's the what you know. You 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 just let it slip for a second. That was the moment where I was like, oh shit, she was playing a game. She was playing yeah. a game this whole time in some way. So it, it to which bravo for going through an entire season of just being, you know, poor little drag queen country mouse. And then coming out, I, I was, it's impressive and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I mean,
1: and Joe, Joe would say like, Oh, like, you're an idiot. Like you, you knew what you were signing up for. Like, don't, don't do this. Like, you, you know, th- this is on you to, to not to, this is on you to be yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that he, I think I would argue that like, I think probably he was just probably scared and stressed. But that is still stinky. I don't know. I didn't like that. Yeah. It was just because, like, no one's ever had problems with Cameron before.
0: You know? Well, but uh, but apparently they did because the last moments of the episode, when everybody went through and said who they think should be crowned, the su- nobody picked Cameron, and they kept flashing back to her face. Well, and the last time they showed her face, she looked like she wanted well, to do cry. Do you
1: think she should have gone through?
0: I don't think she should have been i know yeah i i i I was surprised when i think joe let it slip early on in the season that she was she was top four to me i you know i know that you guys have rumor mill and all but i so i kept expecting something and other than her being sort of like the lip lip sync assassin for the season that's really that's 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 not enough yeah.
1: I, I think it's enough. I think she deserves to be there, but I do understand, like, why, like, objectively, of the four, she is. She's the weakest one. Her is the most likely to be, like, submitted to parents to, like, have a council, like, meeting. Like, she, like her, yeah. her grades are not good enough to, like, continue on.
0: Yeah. She didn't fail. Yeah. But, you know, we need to come in and back in elementary school that you would get an N for needs attention. And not not the usual type of needs attention like the Vixen. Needs attention like we need to work needs, on Oh, this. is it
1: needs... Mine
0: was needs improvement. Man, I never got those, but... Oh, I got ends all the time. Ends, ends, ends across ends the board. All right. So is there anything else that you want to talk about about this episode? Anything that we missed? Any looks that you liked out of anybody? Um, I thought... I, I ask you a question that I immediately start answering. Go no, ahead. Just speak. And I'll, Please I'll, speak. I'll
1: I'll me pine on my thoughts. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I miss you. So they want to hear you more than me.
0: Is it just me? Okay. And I'm not getting ready to read her. So when I say this, nobody, nobody send me tweets or letters or anything. Did Blair look different to you? Like she looked older. And I don't mean that like where all of a sudden she looked 40, but I meant like she went from looking less like a little boy to... A man, a young man, but a man.
1: Um,
0: I wouldn't. I, I thought she looked amazing. I don't know. That's... Oh, I I thought she looked amazing too. But I know that you know when she would do when she was on season ten, there were times that she kind of looked like a boy playing dress up in his mm-hmm. mom and doing a fierce doing a fierce look, but it still looked like a little boy in a dress. Maybe because she was sitting and, down and not like
1: she was kind of sitting still, you noticed it more. But I didn't notice that yeah. at all. So, I thought her
0: hair looked great. She, I, I she loved her wig. God bless her. So, I love that song too. That song in that video. That video is so my aesthetic with the 50s and like the oh. you know, the gloves for now or never, like pouring the alcohol down the drain. Right. That's my life. And and every time I watch the video, the part where Jinx Monsoon goes, "We're full up, bitch." I, I laugh <laughs> every single time. I don't know. we're full, we're full, okay, bitch. Um. So. Also, I want to say something else that has something kind of sort of to do with the show but but years from now when people come back and listen to this episode this classic episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap the archives. it will make no point of re- the in the archives when they go in the library of congress holds on to this this won't make sense to anybody the Snickers commercial with the grandmother looking at the picture that are that are and then she goes what the hell is this supposed to be they showed it three times we we both stopped talking to watch this like 10 second video for it was like Snickers espresso bars or something very very funny that oh yeah no you'll have to watch it it's, it's it's like a 10 second video and it's it's like two videos there's something with a cheerleader and then there's one with a grandmother but they show them together back to back and then also as a therapist they showed a commercial for talkspace with uh Michael Phelps and he was talking about getting therapy and how he therapy helped him and all that kind of stuff so oh. i thought that was really cool from a counseling position so yeah so so all right. So I asked you a question, then I cut you off. So let me ask you the question again. Um,
1: the only thing that I am the most obsessed with is fucking Yuu Hamasaki. That look is so funny to me. Her little like, it's not a, it's not it. The, the, do, do you know, you know,
0: no, it's like the it's ring. The,
1: the ring. That's what it's like. It's the ring. Like yeah, know, like she made. She didn't speak once this whole episode, but she, like, again, I watched this at a bar people screamed mm-hmm. when she was on on tv well,
0: when they first showed her did you see she was doing the thing where she was bobbing yes. her head up oh and down my god
1: yeah just like you know what like you did not make a big impact but good for you for like at least knowing how to make like a bit of your time here i loved that yeah um yeah i thought it was fine I, like
0: i'm ready for this
1: season to be over
0: i know i know i don't know how the two of you have done it <laughs> I, I said when, when they announced last week where they said next week is the reunion and I went oh god there's two more weeks I thought it was done but we do this every single se- every single live season that we do by the end of this it is you're on steam to get through and the gag is like and, it's like all stars three season 10 like it's like we're like, mm-hmm. the, like this is like
1: week 20 and again again yeah you know what bitch I'm I'm very happy to be here like I I will not complain at all like I am very 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 like, appreciative and I give it time you'll eventually start complaining
2: i'm
0: not
1: good enough to 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 complain but i like this is a lot this is a
0: lot yeah yeah this is this is i this is why next year um season 11 and and i know that they're filming all stars four now that's the rumor or it's it's been filmed or whatever enjoy enjoy all stars four that's what i'm saying enjoy all stars -Stars
1: four meant for more kill me. So- <laughs> um Taylor, yeah. what was your, what was your favorite moment, moment? of season 10? Of the whole thing? Oh, the top of
0: your head. Yeah. Ah, uh, um, God, that's a hard one. Um, I, the lip syncs are always my favorite part. I'm trying to think which was my favorite lip sync. Oh, they talked about lip syncs too. too. I they forgot did, to yeah. talk about that in the script um i loved okay let me tell you what my favorite lip sync was and my the biggest disappointment for lip sync was okay okay? my favorite lip sync was probably um monet versus Ah! dusty yes same so with with the whole fake fake out death drop That that was a moment i watched over and over again that's
1: my moment of the season
0: yeah, that that might be my, that. I think that is my moment of the season. My most disappointing lip sync would be um, Monet and the Vixen for. Uh, uh, oh my um, God! What's the name of that song?
1: Monet. Oh God! Carly Ra- no, no, no! It was Mo- it was um, Monique Hart and the Vixen. Oh, cut to the feeling, Carly Jepsen. Cut to the yeah. feeling.
0: Cut to the feeling because cut to the feeling is one of those songs. That I learned about a year or two ago, and that is a that song to me is so joyous right? and so happy, and I have wanted them to do that as a lip sync. And when it's, I remember when it started, I gasped, yeah, because I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing this song!" And it was such a lackluster performance on both of them. Plus, I didn't like the Vixen, and then it was was it Monique or was it, it was Monet? Monique and the Vixen. No, Monique went home
1: before that. It was Monet. No, it was Monique. Monique Hart went home to this song, because she didn't know the words to it. Okay. Monique okay. Hart. I, I. Yeah, Monique Hart. It was Monique Hart versus the Vixen. Well, what did Monet go home to? Monet,
2: Who did she changed, go up against? Went
1: home to. She went home to Cameron, and it was the. It was okay. the makeover challenge.
0: Okay. All right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um. um it was you right it is monique oh god either way see this is why we this is why i keep you on because you remember all this stuff okay so all right so what was your moment was was that the 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 fake dropout was that your favorite moment of the season or
2: i think it was
0: yeah it was a really good one
1: Good god it's so funny and then i think my
0: if it wasn't that it would be um i'm thinking think would it be the moment you talk directly into the microphone
1: what?
0: <laughs> I had to do one for Joe. I, I had to do talking one.
2: About. What? What?
1: Uh, no, my best moment of this season was seeing the finale with my pal Joe Batanz and wishing, wishing, uh, seeing wishing the finale with there. my friend
0: Joe Batanz.
1: And that I wasn't I there. Said I know was. And your... <laughs> I wish that you were there. Come on, yo, we. <laughs> oh, I... Yeah. I'm just happy well, you know,
0: you know. Cancer. <laughs> wah 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 oh no we're not supposed to do the wah, i don't even right i don't know I her don't bring cancer up. Uh, oh. was, this, right. was this
1: terrible so, did you hate this can do you want to like what are your thoughts right now how are we feeling on what yeah. this episode
0: this episode's been this great just, what I are you a talking talk, about again i don't i never know how to feel no no this is good this is much better than i was Thank expecting you. from you
1: you know what <laughs> did you know how many people have had sex with have said the same exact thing literally we finished him in like oh wow. Wow. wow wow i don't you're He myself i don't need xanax right now this is
0: great you know what you can stay for you can you can cuddle we can cuddle for five you know, ten minutes then you, you, know, you gotta go One time, go. i had sex with
1: someone in college and after behind a dumpster and he asked me to bring a paper bag to put my head to put over my head and he was like you know what you can leave without the bag that was good
0: I thought you were being serious. Please tell me. Please tell me that was a no joke. Clue, serious. I went to a very conservative college. Are you kidding me? I went to UVA. I had. guy I mean, it was good dick, but like. So a guy, a guy had sex with you. Uh, you had a paper bag he, on your head, he told behind the dumpster. Was
1: like, I, he's like, just like I don't, I don't want to be seen, like no, because like he was like, I will,
0: I will know, people will know that I'm gay if they see me with you. Well, if they see you with your dick in his ass, then yes, I think that would be a clue. I think the jig mm, would be up at that point. Something was up. It was not just a jig. So so you had to put the bag on your head, or he had to put it, the, bag the bag on his head? The bag would be on my head afterwards, just in case someone saw us. Like, you're supposed to walk around and put a bag on your Damn. head? Yep. I mean, I didn't do it. I was like, fuck you. That, I'm, this, is, I'm, I'm, this is not something I'm saying. <laughs> I have more respect for myself than that, which is why I'm going to fuck you behind a dumpster. It's going to be good, and you're going to be like, oh, thank you. And I did, so. Well. Well
2: that this concludes week's this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you
0: <laughs> that concludes this week's episode of <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us this week and every week as we dissect, dissect As we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap season ten. Special thanks to Joe Patance for letting us do this yeah. episode. This dumpster fire of an I episode that we've done. It was fun. You know what? It was fun. I very much I've, enjoyed I'm this. So, I I'm very, so happy very to, much spent, to
1: actually talk to you and spend some time with you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. You're very, very thank welcome. Thank you for having
0: Thank you. 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 So, for Evan Ayers and myself. Sashay away. Until next week.
2: want to share your thoughts about Drag Race, email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap for as little as $1 a month you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DragRaceRecap and follow us on Twitter at DragRaceRecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at DragRaceRecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at CatchingUpPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. that's joe B-E-T-A-N-C-E.